Chuck Todd and his minions were talking about, oh, the, uh, the wage the people, there's a whole lot more jobs than there are people now, and workers have the power now. And that is absolutely true. But you know what? Workers have always had the power. They just never asserted it because of the enslaved mentality that this economic system had placed in all, in all of our minds. But when we realize that we have the power, whether there are shortages of jobs or not, we have the power because collectively we could always be our brother's keepers and not allow corporations to get our case. But here we have now a Republican pundit that is trying to say, oh, well, if you know, if we keep getting these wage increases, it will be inflationary. I want you to listen to the piece first. It's all good, most of it, till he has those kinds of statements. And then I want to talk about inflationary pressures based on wages. Listen to this, and then we'll take it on the other side. Kimberly, workers have never had more leverage. And when you look around, and this is like one of those things that's like every, oh, every national news organization discovered strikes this week. But the fact <laughs> is, it is happening. Look, we've seen it in our own organization, more openness to organizing, more openness to unions. This is one of the more interesting consequences of COVID. Yeah, yeah well, I think it's an accelerator, actually, because mm -hmm. we saw that sort of movement toward unionization in places like newsrooms coming up for a couple of years before this. And then you add COVID, where people realized, okay, if I'm not making enough money, if I I don't have enough benefits and you're calling me essential and forcing me to go to the job, I'm rethinking about what this means and that really put more leverage uh, on the part of workers before companies could pay them or not pay them whatever they want to and things have changed in a really rapid way and that's what this uh, strike tober is representing. And, and John, this is not, you know, there was always to me a very distinct line, you know, on labor unions between Democrats and Republicans. Not with the Trump base. No, look, I, I think this is a generational moment. Yeah. For the last 20 years, people have been frightened to lose their jobs. It's not just because of the economic dislocations of the, of the meltdown of 2008. Because of health care and the worries about changing your job, because of the stuff that happened as a result of 9-11, all kinds of things, Almost all the power in the United States has been in the hands of employers, in part because of the anxiety of the workforce. And that goes from the very poor to the very wealthy. That is an anxiety shared by everybody. And suddenly, we have 9 or 10 or 11 million jobs open in the United States. And that's new. And I think the psychology of the employers or these corporations have yet to shift. I mean, they know they need to pay yeah. people a lot more money. There are all these, you know, Amazon is advertising, right. paying people a lot more than $15 an hour and all of that. But I think at John Deere and some of these other places, my guess is that the corporate culture has not yet shifted into the idea that we got to be a lot nicer to our workforce. Yeah, I mean, look, people who are in Washington are surprised by this dynamic have fundamentally misunderstood what happened in the pandemic when people with white-collar jobs stayed home and complained about how hard it was to work on Zoom, yes. and people with blue-collar jobs who were essential went to work every day and braved the pandemic. I mean, if you think you had a hard time working from home, or you still are while you, are, while you were working on Zoom, and you don't understand why folks who've been out in it every day are striking and are very upset, I don't know what to tell you. And, and our service economy is a very labor-intensive exactly. economy. And now we're having, a, 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 you know, one of the, uh, let me put up some of the companies here. Instacart is one of the places that's, that's having one of these labor. I mean, I, I do think that this new sector of the economy that manufacturing, manufacturing workers were really important to our economy in the 50s and 60s. Now it's the service The service, economy. the deliverers. Right. You the know. DoorDash, yes. the Instacart, yeah. 
people who and are not paid very well. They're not paid very well. And so, right, are we going to have a generational change that this is COVID, we're going to look back 20 years from now and say that was the instigator for this? Or are we going to wake up three years from now and say, oh, well, it was COVID and guess what, we're going to go back to normal because of all these other structural challenges we still have, which is, you know, getting back to healthcare. That is still a fundamental problem or, you know, so many of the other inequities that we have in our system. So, Look, I'm very interested to see where this all goes because the disruptors that we've expected in the past to make significant changes, at least in our politics, whether it was 9-11 or whether it was um, the pandemic, didn't make big structural changes to our politics, but our economy, that's a whole different story. All right, and go ahead. I was just say, speaking of the economy, though, this is all happening at a time of rising and apparently non-transitory inflation. Right. And if wages have to go up significantly, that's inflation too. I mean, there are there are inflationary. This is a potential inflationary spiral. You want to talk about, about political consequences? Oh, yeah. I'm sorry that people term. can talk yeah. about how this might be great. This might term. be great for Democrats because it's ad, the new okay. activism and all of that. This is not good for Biden either way. It's not good for Democrats either way. They have the House, the Senate, and the presidency, and we could be looking at inflation continuing to go up in part, justifiably, in order yeah. to pay these Kimberly, people. It's a more. weird economy. We have yep. plenty of jobs. Yep. And it costs more to, to just keep your house. Yes, I mean, but one part of that is yeah, you can have fears about inflation, but the, the structure was unsustainable. You had this gig economy where people mm-hmm. were working second and third jobs just to keep food on the table, just to pay for the health care that, that the law required them to have. That was going to be unsustainable. So this, this uh, you know, conflagration of, of issues really brought it to the fore. And yes, you have these open jobs, but I think when you look at it study after study, it shows if you pay people more, they will take the jobs. It's really shifting from that corporate perspective that they can have large profits to saying, no, we actually, to be profitable, you need to treat your employees well. And that is so important. If you want to be profitable, treat your employees well. But here's what they don't, and I wish these pundits would articulate it a little bit better. They talk about increasing wages. In other words, that's on one side of the balance sheet. Increases uh, inflation. Why? Because to pay people more, you have to raise the prices of your goods if you want to keep the profits the same. But here's the other part of the equation they don't tell you. To constantly have rising profits, to constantly have the rising price of stocks, you always hear people talk about growth, growth, growth. There are two ways to attain growth, either the totality of growth or the delta of growth. The delta of growth means you reduce all your expenses so that you actually have more profits and those profits go to the few who own the corporation. Or you simply raise prices again so that the profits will be as high as those who are investing want it to be. So they talk about inflationary pressures caused by wages. What about inflationary Uh, causes by the amount that you're paying the investors. The millions, the billions, the trillions of dollars that have gone in in the pharmaceutical industries to the shareholders, that's inflationary. And it didn't go to the employees, it went to the shareholders extracting money out of the middle class, extracting money out of the poor, out of our taxes, out of the government. That's inflationary. Has nothing to do with wages. Let's understand economics appropriately. And if we did understand economics, we would under, and, and that's why we need to teach that to our people. That's why people need to listen to these programs. That's why people need to promote these programs, why they need to share these programs. Because here is the deal. 
our wages. People say, well, we don't want to pay the employees so much. And you'll even have some employees saying that. If, if, if wages go up too much, there's going to be inflation and it'll cause a, a recession. And then you'll say, well, what, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. If profit gets too high, that's coming out of the same pot. Isn't that going to cause a re recession for having profits too high? Look, uh, we, what we have and we've had in this country since its inception is the theft of the labor and intellect of the American people. We have an economic system that abuses people. It, is a, uh, it, it, was, it first started as slavery and indentured servitude with a few employees. Now we have a complete form of what I call antiseptic slavery for most people. And when we understand that, we will start trying to liberate ourselves from a, an economic system that depends on paying us less than we are worth. And anytime we ask for more, they say that is inflationary or we'll have to raise prices. Well, you drop your profits. You drop your profits, which means you are sitting on your butt doing nothing while other people work for your benefit. If that isn't antiseptic slavery, I don't know what is. We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to, trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.